0: Ooh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. Welcome back to the Slim Society show. It's your friendly neighborhood nutritionist, as always, Connor Rhodes from slimsociety.co.uk. And today I'm going to be talking about a super important topic called diet fatigue with the great, the powerful, once again, the Lynn Robertson, who my father said is a quote-unquote great personality after listening to the podcast and coming from an old, miserable Yorkshireman. That is an actual compliment. Lynn Robertson, how are you, my dear? Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear oh, you perfectly loud and clear.
1: I, I just decided to use the headphones this time and I couldn't remember whether the mic was switched on or not. So, um, yes, yes, yes. Hello, lovely. Connor. Hello. Hello.
0: Hi.
1: So, yeah, that was how quite you a today? compliment from your dad. I don't know your dad at all. I thought, oh, <laughs> that's right nice, that is.
0: So, if you did yeah. know him, you'd understand how big of a compliment that is. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, it was lovely. Very nice. Very nice. So ni- nice to know that somebody's listening in the family.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, my um, my father is listening. He may he may actually listen to this, which I'd not thought of I was just, <laughs> when I was doing the intro. But there you go. There you go. You'll, this is you'll be disowned. Is. I, I find that <laughs> unlikely. I find that unlikely. He is a fan yeah <laughs> oh, that's good then very he, good very he is good. a fan how are you doing today lynn
1: yeah yeah i'm good thank you i've had a busy day today but uh which is good which is really good in this uh current climate as they say to have a busy day as opposed to um uh you know being bored so yep yeah, yep yeah, it's been good you're exactly right what have you been up to
0: mm.
1: Um, Well, I was meant to be going for a walk with a friend this morning, and of course it started throwing it down. But where I live, it started snowing as well. Thick flakes of snow, believe it or not. Ooh. So I thought, well, I don't mind going out if it's drizzling. I don't mind going out if it's cold, but I'm not going out if it's throwing it down with snow and hail and rain. Okay, So yeah. I ended up going food shopping instead. <laughs> so... <laughs> Went and did that, bought, bought some lots of nice things and uh, then came back and then I've been on another phone call uh, with a friend and then I've been on another phone call to do some business and then I'm on this with you. And it's Ooh, three o'clock. And what gosh, a day. Where's, where's, and then the sun came out and I was sitting in the house. So, <laughs> so, Colin, you'll be very proud, very proud to know that after this, I'm going for a walk.
0: Yes. <laughs> I, I was also thinking about going for a walk after this. I was thinking about stretching my legs after a long day of work. Mm yeah 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 so that does sound like a good day uh doesn't it Mm. because i remember one of the things we've spoken about on this podcast um specifically is trying to stay busy not bored and keeping ourselves entertained and feeling like our lives are moving and doing things during the lockdown isn't it
1: yeah absolutely absolutely yes and just to do something a bit different because you know we've talked before about going for walks and that um you know this is a, a new thing for me going for walks um but you know, pretty much at the minute, that's that's all you can do: go for a walk and go food shopping. And <laughs> They're the two things I want to do today, <laughs> so I can tick those two things off. Then, but I've not been out for a walk. I didn't go yesterday or the day before, and that is so weird. And today, I said to my husband, "I can't bear it that i not being for a walk," and he's like, "Who are you? Who are you again?"
0: <laughs> I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say the same thing. It is crazy, isn't it? How yeah. you never used to enjoy walking or think no. it was. I don't know, you just never thought it was necessary for it to be part of your life. And now you've started doing it half through want and half by, like you said, there's just not much else to do. So we might as well go for a stroll. But then it's interesting, isn't it? How after you get into a string of exercise or a string of something positive like that, when you don't have it and you don't experience mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. you feel the negatives, don't you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just feel that there's something missing. I think I think that's it. It just it just feels that that's now part of my everyday nice. life. and. And to not do it, I don't know that I feel physically worse. I might do it in, in the long run, but just for, you know, two days, I don't feel any different. Yeah, but I, I, feel, I feel that, yeah. I just feel that I've missed, you know, I'm missing getting the fresh air. And, and, you know, nine times out of ten, I go with somebody. So I have a good natter while I'm walking around as well. And I've missed that as well. I've missed talking and walking at the same time. So I shall do that afterwards with a friend who I'm meeting up with. So that'll be good.
0: Oh, yeah. that
1: is and lovely. and another positive going at, at at about four or half four is that the cafe will be closed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which been, anybody that's... that knows me knows that that's a real positive—the cafe being closed, which means I won't be tempted into having a cake.
0: I was just going to say uh, you're yeah. you're you're in a, you're in an ongoing battle <laughs> with the cafe with the cafe cakes. Really
1: oh dear, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. So.
0: Oh, so. my Lord, that does sound positive, though. If I don't get out for a walk for a few days, I start to feel like a cooped-up Connie. I start, mm. start to feel like a cooped-up Connor.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: Start to go a little bit stir-crazy.
1: Stir-crazy. <laughs> yeah, not no Yeah, Yeah,
0: J- yeah. Just, ever, just ever so slightly, so I'm glad you're on that too.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Today, we have come to speak about diet fatigue, haven't we? Mm.
1: Mm. We have, mm. yes, mm. yes.
0: Another fantastic topic suggested by you, shall I say, what? What did you have in mind or what were you thinking or what sort of led you to suggest this as a topic, do you think?
1: Well, what led me to talk about it and what I want to talk about today are almost two different things. But then that often happens, doesn't it, that we, we go on, <laughs> on, on tangents and things. But what um, what started me off really was um, what we were talking about last time. And we were talking about people focusing very much on Uh, weight loss targets as opposed to other kinds of targets so we talked about that a lot on the last one but what made me think was that um how do I explain this that you know we do our daily check-ins at um uh, six steps to slim so we, we do um post into a group saying you know how we've gone on on this particular day what we've eaten how many steps we've done how we've felt what things we've achieved during the day we do Absolutely. that and i've just noticed that some people were putting on there day after day after day uh, you know 500 um is what we usually put in the group which means under maintenance so everyone has or 500 calorie
0: yeah, but so it's yeah. 500 calorie deficit is another way of that's thinking.
1: That's right. About that. That's right. 500 calorie deficit. And then I'd notice that, you know, maybe the same person the day after 500 calorie deficit, 500 calorie deficit, 600 mm. calorie deficit, 800 calorie deficit. And all I could see that was this, this is, this can't last. This can't last. This, Ooh, this person, interesting. Or, or these people, shall I say, are heading for a fall. Let me put mm. it that way, heading for a fall. Mm-hmm. And I sort of said to you, as, as, you know, we often catch up and I just, you know, have you noticed these people, they're heading for fall. Now, why would you think that, you know, in, in the past, I would think, gosh, you know, I have so much in admiration of that person. Fancy being 500 under, fancy being 600 under. Oh, I wish yeah, I Yeah, what's happened? Have you become person. a
0: negative Nancy over there? Yeah. <laughs> what's going yeah, on? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> but now, I feel as if, and I, I've just been working out, like 20 months, I've been, um, Part of the group on the programme, whatever words you want to use. I actually, you know, I I was thinking today, I don't actually like saying on the programme. It makes it sound like you program people when they, the program, they get a chip, a chip inserted, you know, and they're now programmed, you know. But yeah, I don't feel as if it, I do feel as if it's a programme. But it feels all, all weird saying on the programme. It feels like it's some sort of um, weird and negative thing. But anyway, so I've been part of the group, I'll call it that, for, for 20 months, and I That's think nice. differently now to, to how I did before, and I can see people heading in a direction that i I maybe don't want them to go into um and the the reason for that is because um and i know i know that you'll chip in in a minute and and sort of correct me or, or put me on the right path for the right words to use but when i say they're heading for a fall nobody i don't believe anybody can be that amount of in calorie deficit long term And when I say long term, I I believe that that is different for every person. It could Mm. be a week, it could be a month, it could be five weeks, it could be however. Um, But you cannot carry on like that until something happens and um, this something happens. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But then suddenly the last sort of week myself, I feel as if I've now slotted into this diet fatigue world Mm -hmm. so maybe we'll talk about the first bit first and then talk about me secondly because i don't want to just talk about me of course but um so it it is a real thing and maybe you want to you know i'll stop now and you explain what it actually means because i'd never heard before i joined this group i'd never actually heard of that terminology diet fatigue
0: Mm, interesting this is a tasty topic this is, a, this is a very, very, very important thing. In fact, there's only two lessons that are mandatory on the Six Steps to Slim program. The Lesson one is that you have to drop your calorie intake to, to get any decent and significant fat loss results. That's lesson one. Lesson two is try not to drop your calorie intake by too much too often. Otherwise, you'll accumulate this what we term diet fatigue, and it will hurt hamper or hinder you or maybe even in extreme circumstances cause the diet to fail and diet fatigue is a big cause of failure apart from lack of habit building i would say it's one of the other top factors that fails people on most programs because you have said on this podcast in the past that you've done many different diets you've even coached four other programs and you mm-hmm. Heard, uh, you've never heard about this diet fatigue. And people do have different names for it. Some people call it metabolic adaption. Some people call it set point theory. Some people do call it diet fatigue. And you can find other fitness professionals and some other programs, thankfully, increasingly commonly these days. We've been talking about this for years at Slim Society, but now other programs are starting to catch up slightly that dieting is difficult. And the fact of the matter is, every day that you have a calorie deficit, this is what you're describing. It becomes harder to create the same calorie deficit or any calorie deficit, really, the next day afterwards. And it's an it's an accumulation of this. So, diet fatigue is an umbrella term. It's not an actual. It's not one variable that you can like measure on a blood test. It's lots of different variables coming together. And um, can, can, both... can I just can I
1: just interrupt then? Just ask mm. one question. The word fatigue, does it mean tired? Does it mean I'm physically tired? Or does it mean I'm tired of dieting? As in, is, is I would it say a both, real, definitely. I, yeah, oh, it's both, is it? Yeah, okay. I,
0: I would say definitely both of those connotations would be correct because you will get sick of the diet. Everybody gets sick of dieting because dieting's hard. Humans, if we do anything every day in a row, eventually we get sick of it, mm. literally. And that's even with things that we love. Like, if you spend all day, every day, which dieting does take 24-7 effort, doesn't it? Because, like, absolutely. A lady, wa- a lady was literally recently saying on one of our Six Steps to Slim Zoom meetings that she was frustrated at dieting because she could be good for 23 hours and 55 minutes per day and then for five minutes blast some chocolate and then she's removed a 500-calorie deficit and made it zero. And
1: mm-hmm. I was like, you're damn right, mm-hmm. actually.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. interesting. That's interesting that's interesting perspective so humans we get sick of even things that we love if we do them 24 7 like if we just spend time even with the people that we love the most eventually we start mm-hmm. to bicker or you need breaks from things and dieting it's not something that we love generally mm-hmm. is it it's something that's difficult no. yeah it's something that's difficult so um we will get sick of it but it is also physical feelings of fatigue too because every day that we diet like i'm Maybe I shouldn't use the word diet. Maybe I should Maybe I should say every day that we create a calorie deficit, or yes. we, we call it, like you said, being under maintenance or under the yes. maintenance calorie intake level um, yes. in our program, that is physically tiring. That's physically and psychologically tiring and effortful and energy taking. Because if you have a calorie deficit, that literally means that you haven't fed your body enough. Mm, and that, and that's, mm. that's kind of the idea. That is the idea, because then that causes your body to suck out those calories that weren't eaten but were needed from body fat and then burns them off. And then that's how fat yeah. loss works. And then that fat, yeah. that fat loss materializes as weight loss. Mm. Yeah. So that is the idea. But at the end of the day, calorie deficit or dieting or being under maintenance, whatever you want to call it, that is mild, purposeful, controlled starvation. Literally, so you're gonna be you're gonna be tired. Yeah, it's not it's actually not eating enough. you it's it's t- physically tough. Energy levels can be low. Um, even there's there's physical changes like we have hunger hormones in our bloodstream. There's a hunger hormone called ghrelin. It makes you hungry every day. You have a calorie deficit, it gets higher. You can measure that one on a blood test. There's a hunger hormone called leptin. It makes you feel full every day of a calorie deficit. This one goes down, so you feel less full from the same food. And other hormones are making you feel hungry. Physical mm. changes, testosterone levels drop in men and women. Growth hormone levels drop in men and women. This also puts your uh, thyroid levels can drop. This also puts your energy levels down physically. It puts your feelings of well-being and your motivation down as well. And then psychologically, it's tough because we've got cravings and we've got restriction and it takes yeah. effort. Yeah. yeah. So, it's, I, so this is what...
1: And I think, I think it's, I don't know if you just said this, but it's psychological as well, isn't it? Because, I, I, yeah, I, yeah look, lots of
0: those things I just listed were psychological feelings yeah, as well, yeah. But,
1: but I think it's psychological in the fact that if you continue for any length of time. With numbers like this, like 500 – and let's face it, you know, a lot of women or most women when they start on this program are given a 2,000 number. We can talk about that if, if we want to later on as to why that, that – As a calorie intake exists, level. As a calorie intake level. So 500 mm-hmm. under is a lot. That's a quarter of, your, of 2,000. True. You know? So if you're going to mm. put in 500 and 500 and 500 and 500, then if then suddenly – you, you one day only go to 100, for example, which is still a lot less than what you were eating yeah. before, which will have been a lot less, True. Than, more than the 2000. Then suddenly you feel that you failed, that people start to think that like, I'm only 100 under. And I've seen that a lot in the program as well. Only 100 under today, only 98 un- under today. And I want to write on there 98. that's absolutely brilliant. You're definitely still under, which is really really good. So what I'm Good, saying get is, it written
0: down that's, that's my job as well. This is when I yeah. do all the check-ins every day, that's fucking yeah. what I do. People yeah. lose perspective, don't they on how well they Exa- do: it. Definitely. Exactly
1: and I think you've just said it there. You start to lose perspective and start to think that the 500 is now what you have to do and therefore if you don't do the 500 under suddenly you're failing because you've not done 500 one day and then maintenance another day and then 300 another day and then 200. So if you're aiming for that 500 all the time, you're setting yourself an impossible target and there's only one way that that's going to go. And the danger, in my opinion, and I, I think that you'll agree with this, is that suddenly you think, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. Yep. Uh, sorry, my phone just started ringing then. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> sorry.
0: Uh, no, actually, but it, it did uh, It did mute you momentarily. And then I looked to see what oh, was God. happening as it did cut you off. So I'm sorry That's about that.
1: It. My phone started ringing, but I've cut it off. So hopefully they won't ring back again. Um, so, yes, I, I think um, I, I, I just think that you, you, you're likely to go that way as to I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. I might as well and then the whole thing starts as to might as well eat all that chocolate or I might as well just go and have five pints of lager or might as well, whatever, mm. because you've pushed yourself too far for too long. That's, that's yeah. what I'm thinking.
0: No, I love this, and I want to clear this point up immediately because the members of the Six Steps to Slim programme, some of them do listen, um, to this podcast so we need to clear this up immediately this is because this is a slightly different thing than diet fatigue that's due to this, this is more talking about incorrect perspective and incorrect goal setting so i will say that everybody listening if you're in the six steps of slim program there isn't a single damn person who's got the goal because of what you're saying Lynn, to have a 500 calorie deficit every day that is no. not a target that we set is it not at all Everybody, no. everybody's goal in the six steps to slim program is to try and keep their calorie intake on that maintenance level one that's number one or mm-hmm. under that maintenance level by any amount is good if possible any fucking amount is good you're exactly right this is what i say in the lectures yeah any amount 100 100 is great 200 under excellent 300 under yep 400 yep. Under, perfect yep. If, you do, if you do get if you do get 500 under all right that's like getting a three pointer swish in basketball or getting a hole in one in golf you can you can hole in one sometimes yeah but even the best golfers in the world don't hole in one every time and if you're starting to golf and you're thinking i'm going to hole in one every time exactly like you said you're setting yourself up for failure because if you're if if anybody's setting themselves to to try and be in a 500 calorie deficit every single day and then like like you said they get the feeling of oh i can't do this you're damn right you can't do that yeah (laughs) Yeah. anybody who understands fat loss is not surprised
1: Do you know what though, Connor? Do you know? I'm just thinking now, and I don't know why I've not thought this before, but I'm just thinking now. Do you think that people think that because of the whole 3,500 calories deficit equals one pound? I want to lose one pound a week. Therefore, seven days in a week. Therefore, I need to do 500 uh, because I want to lose one pound. Because I want to get to this weight. Because which is fair and correct
0: science, isn't it? Yeah, I do completely agree. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. So so I think that's where the 500 comes from, I mean, as opposed to it being 600 or 400. I think it's it's this 500 that some people, not everybody by any means at all, but I think some people and especially maybe new people, you know, they they sort of hear it takes 3,500 deficit to be able to lose one pound of body fat. Therefore, yeah. I, if I want to lose a pound a week, which is, you know, surely that's reasonable to lose a pound a week, then I need to be 500 under. And therefore, the aim correct. to be 500 under per day. Yeah. And then we get into this that, was, that we're talking about now with the diet fatigue or the tiredness or the fed upness or the whatever. You know, I've had enough now of this diet. I can't do it anymore, etc etc.
0: Yeah, you're exactly right. Diet fatigue's not darts. You don't just try and hit the treble 20 every single time in a row, and who does it most wins. <laughs> that's yeah. not the mm-hmm. game we're playing. Mm-hmm. Like 500 calories under maintenance, like you're saying, 500 deficit, yeah, that's flipping great. But in, in theory, it's great, yeah. In in actuality, for some people, that's a tiny deficit and not enough. They'd mm-hmm. be annoyed. That's so, some people's calorie maintenance, if you've got a lot of weight to lose or you're tall or you're active, something like that, sometimes people's calorie maintenance level is high it's high and a 500 deficit might be not enough for them. They might not even need to eat that much food once they start eating better foods, you know, 500 calorie deficit for some other people might be way too much. Yeah, It might be way too much. They might feel awful on a 500 Mm. calorie day deficit. If you're not very tall or you're not very active or you've got metabolic issues or you've not got a lot of weight to lose or something that's making your, maybe you've got low thyroid or PCOS and something's making your metabolism Mm -hmm. or calorie maintenance lower on average than maybe some other people. 500 calorie deficit might be loads might it mm-hmm. and it might be way mm-hmm. too much so yeah. no, and, and i think you're exactly right the a lot of a lot of standard just personal trainers and nutritionists as well they also think along the exact same lines of what you have described for their clients they think okay i'll work out the person's bmr i'll add on some semblance of calories for exercise because i know they train a bit Um, or they do some walking or something and then I'll take 500 calories off that. And then they give that to their clients as a calorie target. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of built into, it's, it's a meme essentially like a, a non written cultural, um, I don't know what the exact word would be it's not a rule but it's just no. something that people do in do, you know like a lot of ladies think that they should eat 1200 calories yes. per day
1: yeah yeah. it's one of those it's ingrained it's a, it's an, isn't it it's ingrained it, it's over the years yeah from somewhere heard it's in so society somewhere yeah exactly
0: yeah so personal trainers out this all the time 500 deficit 500 deficit personal trainers mm. just like parrots saying that around yeah. one after each other some nutritionists are definitely saying this as well you're right some some people just hear the three thousand five hundred per pound thing and then think that breaks mm. down to 500 per day which it does and then yeah. think that sounds like a reasonable target which it might be might it for some people yes but it depends really it depends um and, and, eventually... and i think sorry go on no you go please
1: um, I was just going to say, and, and I think you know we've talked before about cravings and about um, you know that that you should should still have treats or create a, you know some some treat food whatever you want to call it um, to be able to uh, maintain long term um, this um, eating program or, or um, mm. the 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 la- the lifestyle basically that that we've um, that we've undertaken, but. If if you're going to go to be 500 or 600 or whatever under each day, you, you're unlikely to be having any kind of treats at all. Because, you know, to be having 1,500 or 1,400 a day is, is pretty hard. That is that is pretty hard to do. And therefore, do you then start craving as to just another day, just another day, just Definitely. another day, and then I can have that bar of chocolate or then Definitely. I can have that bag of crisps and then I can... And if they keep on and on and on pushing, that craving potentially, not always, but potentially it will get so big that it'll be, I can't stand this any longer. I'm just going to have five bags of crisps or six bars of chocolate or whatever, as opposed mm. to building them in or building um, more more um, quantity of food and also some treats in, some days... And therefore, feeling as if you're living a normal life.
0: Yep, yeah, I exactly agree. Um, Bethany Sharp put on the Slum Society Instagram um, a little interesting switcheroo way of thinking about calorie deficit. She said that we at Slum Society give our members something like a 0 to 1,000 calorie deficit target range. Mm-hmm. and that's and that's true isn't it so some most people eat somewhere each day let's say your calorie maintenance was 2000
1: yeah most
0: most people would eat somewhere between 1000 and 2000 per day if it's yes. a low if it's a very low calorie day they might eat 11 or 1200 sometimes yeah. most of the time they might be floating around 14 15 16 sometimes they might eat 17 18 if they do have a snack and sometimes if it's a hungry day or it's stress or it's pmt or it's you know, just any yep. uh, any list of other things that could cause stress in the life and they're not feeling like dieting they might be hovering around that 2000 level and i thought yeah, yeah that, is, that is a nice way of thinking about it rather than a 500 calorie deficit per day you want mm-hmm. more like a zero to 1000 calorie deficit target range And yes. if, you're fall- if you're falling anywhere from or oh, maybe 1000 is too aggressive for some people depending on you know again. Yeah height yeah. and weight to lose etc but it's there's no one size fits all but you know you understand no. the idea in principle it might be a zero you want either a 0 to 500 deficit or a 0 to 1000 deficit or 0 yeah. to 750 calorie deficit range each day yeah. that yeah. you're falling in yeah this this is a more flexible more achievable more manageable and through this more successful way of thinking about calories and setting people's calorie goals and it's more successful for the for the dieters themselves
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: So getting back to the diet fatigue point, I loved what you said as well. So if if we loop back to that for a second, because that's more about what we've just spoken about. There's more about correct goal setting and mindset and perspective on the goal and what we're actually trying to achieve. Like when we did our Mm. goal setting podcast um that listeners can go back and listen to the diet fatigue thing that you're saying is also correct and i thought it was it's it's great of you that when you and it's good perspective on your behalf that when you're looking down the members check-ins each each day because all the members can check in with us up to every day if they want and then we check and look down them don't we um i also feel the same as you if i see somebody 1000 deficit, 800 deficit, next day 1000, next day 700, next day 800, next day 1000. Mm. I'm I'm not thinking, "Woo, this is flipping great." Well, all right. Exactly. For, some, for some people I am. You know, if maybe they've just started or maybe they're in the program or maybe they've got a lot of weight to lose. Okay. Maybe they they yeah. don't have much diet fatigue. Maybe they're finding it easy, you know. Mm. Maybe I know that their maintenance is massive, so 1000 deficit's not huge for that person, you know, for whatever reason. So not again, no one size fits all, but for nearly all people, the more under maintenance or the more deficit they have and the more days in a row they have it, I start to get nervous, not excited. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm start, yeah, I'm starting to think, mm, uh, and you'll start to see my comments to people over time because I comment basically back to every single check-in every single day. It, mm. on, on day one, two, three, and four of deficit, I'm like, woo. On day five or six, I'll just drop them a little reminder saying, hey, remember the goal is not to have a massive deficit every yeah. day. Remember yeah. on purpose sometimes to eat up around that calorie maintenance level to get yeah. rid of the diet fatigue, which is one of the things I want to go into on this um, topic just to help people is not only like, what is the diet fatigue and how does it affect people? But I want to talk at some point later, at least about how we, what we actually do to fix it and how people can actually get around it. But this is essentially, essentially the game, isn't it? I remind people sometimes to eat a bit more on purpose Yeah, and you think, what that sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? Because yep. unfortunately, other programs, they don't do this and they don't take it into account, which is absolutely ridiculous. Once yeah. you understand how the body works and how people's minds and lives work and you take this into account when you build the program, you understand, like we're saying, because you've been through it and you're an excellent coach as well and you also live it, you understand that any any deficit every day is not fucking manageable. Even if it's 250 every day under maintenance or deficit, no. Eventually, it's going to get you, isn't it? It's going to become too difficult. Anything that's difficult every single day, we take breaks from as humans. Like I said earlier, even things that we love, if we're around them or we do them every day, we'll get sick of it eventually. And things that we don't love, we definitely get sick of them. Like imagine if we went to work every single day with no days off ever. We'd get sick of it really fast. So we don't do that. We take every weekend off and six weeks a year holiday. And if you get really stressed about work, the doctor will give you a note that tells your boss to piss off and give you a break. <laughs> <laughs> would not they? That's how yep. serious people take it. That's like, yep. yeah, that, and that, that's fucking work fatigue, you could call it. And it's probably a, a similar... Uh, accumulation of mental and physical tiredness and stress and struggle and difficulty that accumulates over time of just hammering the same difficult thing over and over and over and over again. You can get the same with exercise. It's called overtraining in the exercise world. If you exercise too much, like if you go from zero to 100, you're like, I'm I'm doing couch to 5k, but screw that. I'm going to run 10k every day probably you'll get negative results because by day four, you'll be injured. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, (laughs) You know, you'll just blast your knees and feet to bits. So, and you'll end up having negative repercussions rather than positive outcomes from Mm. the exercise. So in the exercise world, they call it overtraining. I don't know what it's called in the business world. I don't know. Go on holiday for a bit. Yeah, (laughs) Maybe just take a break sometimes, for the love of the Lord. And dieting is difficult. Just just like exercising and work, dieting is difficult. But even athletes take weekends and even months off from exercise, even professional athletes, literally. Um, And we all take breaks from work etc but so then why for the love of the lord do basically no fat loss programs or nutrition programs in the world take into account that people are going to need a goddamn break because they yeah. are <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah it's just it's it appalls me and it's ridiculous that anybody who gives anybody a meal plan or you go to skinny watches or weight world or <laughs> wherever yeah. you go yeah wherever you go and they go to a nutritionist or even to a dietitian. And they'll go, oh yeah, you want to eat better? Okay, yeah, we can sort that. Here's a plan. Are you ready? Three, two, one, we go. And then, yeah. and then what? You're just supposed to carry on every single day forever? Don't be ridiculous. You can't make flipping life changes that perfectly. And if you if you if you expect that you're going to, as a dieter or somebody trying to make these changes, or if your coach or helping professional, let's say, expects you to as well, like at Slimming World, they expect your weight to go down every week, or they tut, yeah. don't they? yes yeah. at most of the i'm not saying every class i'm sure there's good um mm. some world consultant but it's a stereotype that people complain about isn't it every single week they ask you how much weight you're going to lose every week like mm. like and then if you don't if you're not confident that you can lose weight or if you don't or, or, or,
1: or.
0: so it's yeah. like this culture built in that we yeah. have to go three, two, one, and then it's a race forward as fast as possible and you better not stop, otherwise people are going to be unhappy. And it's yeah. like, oh, really, God, it's, it's too much flipping pressure for people. It's too much pressure, literally. So as people diet, every single day that you diet or that you're in a calorie deficit or whatever you want to call it, you do healthy eating, it's physically and psychologically challenging and restrictive. This is what we're talking about, isn't it? And then yeah. it builds and builds and builds and builds and builds. Exactly like you said, how long... Can somebody go for before it goes to pot in some way, or they fall off track in some way, or most people would call it got, having a binge or something. Yeah. Most people would falling yeah. off the
1: wagon. Whatever. Yeah. That's a good on. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. an
0: excellent one. Yeah. How long can somebody go? You were exactly right when you said it's different for each person. There's no yeah. hard and fast rule. No. I will say there are there are some there are some variables we can work with. So there's, there's we can give information but there's no hard and fast rules like for example the more weight somebody has got to lose the less maintenance breaks they'll need yeah the yeah so people who've got more weight to lose experience less diet fatigue on average yeah this is because if you your body basically has two main sources of energy body fat and food and if you're quite slim and then you start dieting you don't have much fat and then your probably calorie maintenance is low so if you don't have much fat and you don't have much food Where's your energy coming from? The answer mm. is it's not. <laughs> where, where, where's your energy coming from? It's not. So you feel like crap really fast. It's called energy availability. That's literally what it called. That's literally what it's called. Um, and it's one of the factors of diet fatigue. It's how much your how much energy your and fuel your body has available to it, and it comes from fat and it comes from food. Somebody who's got a lot of weight to lose or more weight to lose, or like a higher BMI level or whatever you want to term it, as they drop their food intake, their energy availability is still higher than somebody who is already at a um, lower-calorie maintenance level for whatever reason, if you understand. Mm. Um, mm. So they don't experience the diet fatigue as much. Like if somebody's gotten zero weight to lose, let's say, and then they don't eat for a while, they'll start to feel really bad really fast. If some yeah. people have got a lot of weight to lose, if they don't eat for a while, they can start to feel better. Like, yeah, yeah. They can start, yeah, yeah, they can start to feel better, so it's not the same. So. The more weight somebody's got to lose, the less worried I am about them about diet fatigue, literally yeah. Um, yeah yeah another factor that we can take into account another variable is how big of a calorie deficit like you're saying they they are creating and that that again is personal for each person that's mm-hmm. so good because the same size calorie deficit is bigger or smaller or easier or harder to a different people, depending on a whole host of different factors, isn't it but yes. but, but diet fatigue is based on essentially how many days in a row you diet and how hard you're dieting at the same time. So it's not only a, an accumulative factor over time, it's also an accumulative sort of factor of intensity. Like the harder people diet, the harder they find it. The diet fatigue hits them harder. If you're, if you're losing weight faster, your calorie intake must be lower. That means you'll experience more restriction, you'll experience lower energy levels. It will be harder and there will be, I don't know, quote unquote, difficulties or i don't know you could call it like biological repercussions or something like this to dieting because it is just difficult so one of the fact one of the factors is how much weight somebody's got to lose one factor is how big of a calorie deficit they're creating like if it's only a 200 calorie deficit or something small not bad that's maybe not too intense for most people so maybe they won't struggle as much you know maybe they don't need as much time off or they won't need as many breaks on the diet going forward if that makes sense, it depends whether mm-hmm. people are exercising as well, because if you're exercising not, and you're trying to diet at the same time, you're burning the candle from both ends. You yeah. are not intaking enough calories and then also asking slash forcing your body to burn more calories, even though you haven't even taken in enough to even sustain who you are, which is how it's resulting in the weight loss, like we said, yeah. um, about, the, yeah. about the technicalities of what a calorie deficit is. So it depends if people exercise, it depends on what job you've got and stuff like this i i will say that for advice i encourage people probably to take to number one to take breaks as and when they feel like it and it is it is a part of the mindfulness part of the program of getting used to how your body actually feels and learning how to respond to how your body feels and to what signals it's sending you like the signal of hunger or the signal of craving or the signal of fatigue whether it's physical or mental or you know something something like this so people have to people have to play it by ear a little bit and take it how they feel but i encourage people to take breaks if you've got more weight to lose probably at least once a month or something like this if you've got less weight to lose probably maybe at least once a week Hmm. or something like this you could eat a little bit more food on purpose and while that seems like oh my god a heinous crime we're not, we're not going for a massive calorie deficit today. Oh, my God. No, we're not, actually, no. We don't have to every single day. Flipping egg, You're allowed to actually, I don't know, eat a sandwich <laughs> or have a flipping bottle of wine or something.
1: I think, I think the thing is, everybody who joins this program or any slimming slash dieting program is desperate to lose weight. That's yes. the thing. Oh, this is a good they're point. They're desperate yes. to lose weight and they're desperate to lose it quickly as quickly as possible. Um, therefore, somebody's saying to them, such as you or me or anybody <laughs> yeah, exactly, else, right. exactly what you've just said now, is that, well, I'll have a bottle of wine some days or I'll have a bag of crisps or I'll have a whatever. Yeah, but I'm not going to lose weight then, am I? am not going to lose weight. I'm not going to lose it very fast anyway. And I want to be, da-da-da-da. you know, it's like that Peter Kay thing. What was it like? She lost 14 stone in one day or something like that when it's programmed that uh, he did. But, um, <laughs> but but yeah. It, you know everybody wants miracles everybody wants it to happen quickly and um, that's human nature and you just want to you know wake up one day and you slim and, and that's it and therefore they suddenly start on this program and want to want the scales to move very very quickly and the way that you, the, the, yeah. the scales move very quickly is to massively massively cut down on what you're eating and go massively under maintenance very quickly. And yes, the scales will really, really start to drop down. But it can't be sustained. It can't be sustained. And I definitely, definitely know that now because that's how I'm feeling right now at this minute. Uh, (laughs) It's just just not sustainable to be constantly on it, on it, whatever words that, that means. And a lot of the reasons are... It all depends, and I used to say this when I used to run classes myself at, in another program. I used to say to people that dieting takes a lot of your brain, I think. And it does, if you've true, got yeah. other things going on in your brain, if you've got a lot of personal things going on, or mm. something going on in the world that's upsetting you or bothering you, or that you've got to focus on an elderly relative, or you're starting a new job, or Lots and lots and lots of things. A lot of people are worrying now about coming out of lockdown. Then if your brain is focusing on something else, it's even harder to then focus on weighing, measuring, and counting calories or counting sins or counting fat units or counting points or whatever it is. If you're doing anything that involves some sort of counting, measuring, weighing, focusing on yourself, that is really hard to do when you've only got part of your brain on it. And I've said to lots of people that the reason I think one of the reasons I think I've been more successful on this program is partly because of the program, but partly because I started doing this when I would finished work, because when I was working, work took up all of my brain, all of my brain. When I was working just ridiculous hours and ridiculous numbers of days and and therefore I only had a little bit of brain left and that little bit of brain went on my friends and family. But very little of it went on me. And whereas now I've got more time to focus on me and therefore I can spend more time counting, measuring, weighing, learning, whatever, going for walks, all of those things that are hard to do when you've got other things taking over your brain. And quite often we have people write in the program, you know, I've just not been on it for several days because, and then they say something like I've been poorly, my mom's been poorly, my child's been ill, my child's been bullied at school, whatever. And therefore I I just couldn't focus on it. So if you're setting yourself, coming back to what I was saying before, if you're setting yourself a target, whether that's intentionally or not, of being at least 500 calories under maintenance per day, you're going to fail because you can't focus on yourself so much every single day for the rest of your life. You just won't be able to do it. So that's my speech anyway. It was a bit of a uh, well, speech, that, wasn't it? <laughs>
0: applause, my dear. I would like yeah. to give a continuation on from that speech, if that's okay. I've got two things to say. Um, yeah. One of them is that we are live on the Stereo app, and I can see people sending in voice messages. Please do not do this. Please go to subsociety.co.uk and send in your messages through one of the contact chat boxes. And if you do it while we're live, it will show up to me while we're live, and then I'll read your question out, but we have to vet them first. Um, anyway, the second thing I want to say is you're exactly right about what you can take on in life and dieting being harder and easier at sometimes on its own. But then there's also other life variables and factors where life in general is just harder and easier at sometimes, isn't it? And stress comes from what's called a single adaptive reserve, single. So there's only one area adaptive because it can change and you can have a better ability, which is a positive thing to cope with stress as time goes on and reserve just means ability to deal with bullshit. That's that's literally just what it means. Yeah, and if you've got other stresses going on in your life, and this is taking either your brain power or your time or your physical energy or your thoughts up or, you know, because like you said, dieting does take physical and mental effort. Mm. Yeah, then it can be more difficult at times it's also called allostatic load you know mm-hmm. um that's a kind of like a psychology term um about pressure or chronic stress on the body allostatic load and how much you can sort of deal with and a little bit being positive and way too much being negative like a little bit of stress can be good like a little bit of a calorie deficit or a little bit of exercise you come out of the other side of these things fitter healthier stronger Um, maybe even a little bit of pressure in some ways causing you to work a bit harder at this or that can have small benefits if it's done correctly, but then too much can just cause massive breakdown mentally and physically and just destruction in general. Mm. Um, so I thought that was great what you said there, and this is the reason, this is literally the reason why what I said earlier was we set up our calorie goals for our six steps to slim members as... Remember this, ladies and gentlemen. If you're a Six Steps to Slim member, you better damn remember. <laughs> if you're not, then you should do this for yourself anyway. You should, set, you should understand, number one, how fast your metabolism is. This is also known as working out your BMR. And then if you want to do a little bit more, you can add on roughly how many calories you think you burn for exercise and then make it a little bit more accurate. Obviously, if you're a Six Steps to Slim member, every single person is taught how to do this, aren't they? Every single member. I, I, I do it for people. Some people don't have to do it if they don't want to, but every single person is taught how to work out how many calories gains or loses them weight and how many keeps them the same weight. So they know what they're actually working with. Um, and then part number two is understand that your goal is then each day to have your calorie intake. Number one, and this is a very specific and important order number one around that maintenance level first. This is from, this is maybe for most days. You don't know. This is for when you're hungry, tired, stressed, ill, period pains, I don't even know, stress at work, flipping COVID, Mm. flipping lockdown, flipping loads of things. Anything that's causing other difficulties in your life, it's difficult enough in those times to not overeat, isn't it? To not stress eat and flipping gain weight back or put it on. It's Mm. good enough in times of stress to just be around maintenance. That is fantastic. I was talking to one of the six steps, Slim members literally earlier today on a phone call. And she said, you know what? I've been having a really rough time with this, 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 and this, and this. So I'm actually just proud of myself that I've not actually gained weight back because that's an improvement on its own. And Mm. I thought, yes, that is good. That's fucking powerful positivity right there. And then, and then part two is sorry, if you've got something to say, um, I'll finish in a second. Part two is if you can be in a calorie deficit, any amount, zero or above, is good. Any yeah. amount, zero or above, is good. So everybody knows, or and if you don't, you should do now, that your calorie intake should be around that maintenance level or below by some amount. And it, it can and will fluctuate each day how much you can handle or do We're based on your food choices and hunger and cravings and stress and all this kind of business, what, calorie, what your calorie intake turns out at the end of the day for, doesn't it? Right. Or so- Yeah
1: yeah
0: absolutely absolutely any follow-up points yeah. on that or no
1: no yeah, i i agree with everything that you're saying um it, it's yeah i mean we we know that um you you get to know more and more of this the longer you're on the program don't you you, you get to understand more um and and like you said, people have got fixed views um, when they come to join because most people who come to join our programme have tried mm. everything else. Not everybody, Definitely not true. everybody at all. Uh, but most people have tried everything else and they come true. with preconceived ideas. You know, like, yes. hey, i am I going to have to have 1,200 calories a day? Oh, I, I'm not going to be able to lose weight because I'm over 50. Or oh, da, 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 da. You know, lots of different um, preconceived ideas based on... Um, Previous programs that they've been on. Uh, and I, I, I would say that I was, uh, oh my goodness me, like, you know, a dyed in the wool dieter. I've done everything under the sun <laughs> for the last 40 odd years. But so many things I've learned on, the, you know, I've never heard of diet fatigue. I've never heard of, gosh, surely I can't have 2,000 calories a day. Um, surely not. And, you know, of course I can. I'm not going to lose weight necessarily on 2,000 calories a day. But I, I certainly um, won't put any on by being on two thousand calories a day, or, or yeah. whatever my number. You know that whatever your number um, is, your maintenance um, number, your metabolic rate. Um, yeah. But I think I think the other thing that I wanted to say is, um, and we've talked about this before. You know, counting calories is incredibly bloody boring. It is really <laughs> boring, 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 boring. And yeah. there's no there's no easy way to do it. You know, we've had a number of members recently saying about, you know, the calories on packaging has been wrong. You know, yeah, that, that they've, they've sort of looked at the back of packaging, you know, said, oh, well, it says it's 400, therefore it must be 400. And then thought, hmm, I'm just going to test that myself and weigh it out. And actually it's been wrong. So, you know, you start looking at things, you start weighing things, you start measuring them, you start going on an app or you start Googling it and you'll find that, you know, I mean, I've just been looking now, so I've just had some cherries, which are absolutely adore. And there's like loads of cherries around at the minute. And they're really low calorie. But my goodness me, try finding out how many calories 10 cherries are, you know, if if you want to bother looking up cherries, because they're actually quite low anyway. But, um, you know, you look them up and you look on this app and it says it's this amount and you look on this app and it says it's a different amount. And that is is not too bad when it's cherries that are low calorie. But when you're looking at something else, it can be very confusing. It can be quite mind blowing. But basically, it's very boring. Um, and for me, just this these last few days, I said to you uh, in a message I sent to you today, I've taken my eye off the ball. And what I mean by that, as opposed to what 15 other people might mean by that is, I've not been counting the calories. As in, I've not been weighing things and then looking them up in an app. I've been counting them in my head, but I know that in my head, there's, there's a margin of error. I know that because I'm not weighing things and I'm guessing at, you know, that'll be about 150. That'll be about 200. And therefore, I believe that I'm at maintenance I'm, for the last five or six days. yeah, um, And I feel as if right now that's fine because I'm just a bit fed up at the minute. Nothing in particular, nothing that I could say, oh, Connor, this has happened, oh, that's happened. You know, like yeah. I just said before, you know, I've not got a major elderly relative poorly child being bullied. Da, 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 da. Not got any of that, but I'm just generally a bit fed up. So I've taken my foot off the pedal, the, the accelerator rather, and I'm not going hell for leather, and I'm not being under, and I'm not weighing and measuring. But I am still getting on the scales, keeping good. my eye on it. Very and good. I know Excellent. that, you know, probably Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week, not necessarily Monday like it always used to be a Monday, but, you know, one day next week I'll be back again, and I'll be fine, and I'll kick off again, and what have you. But right now I'm not doing that. And I'm all right with it. And that's the big thing about it is that I don't feel a failure. I don't feel that I've let anybody down. I don't feel that I've let myself down. I don't feel that I've blown it. I don't feel that I've fallen off the wagon. Whatever those words are, sentences and that, that I used to feel when this kind of thing happened that's happening to me now Um, And I've told you before, I'm not a binger. I never have been. I've never been a person who's eating a full packet of biscuits or half a loaf of bread or whatever. I'm not that kind of person, but I was massively overweight and I'm still pretty much overweight, but nowhere near as bad as I was before. Um, So obviously I was eating far too much before, but I've never been that binger. So therefore, when I do fall off the wagon in inverted commas, I don't go to binging, but I'm not I've not got my eye on the ball or, or, you know, um, my foot on the pedal, but, but I'm all right with it. And I know, as I said, you know, my daughters, um, we have these conversations all the time because she's on the same program. And she only said to me this morning, I've had a few weeks, mom, when I've not been right. And, you know, I've not had, um, my eye on the ball, but I've been getting weighed and I'm pretty much the same as I have been, but I'm ready now to start again next week or tomorrow. I think she even said today or tomorrow. And I was just like, well, you know that you can do that, don't you? And she said, yeah, you know, I've not gone mad and the weight stayed the same, but I'm ready now for another burst. And I think all of those things are really, really important that you can take, that using the words take a break, we've always question this haven't we connor because yes it, it's a strange thing to say taking a break because to some people once again taking a break means you know just just going off it falling off the wagon eating whatever you want well then we need to call it
0: don't we because that's not what we mean
1: <laughs> we do not mean that so when you say take a break it does not mean forget everything that you've been taught scrap all the six steps to slay eat whatever you like and then no. at some point come back and expect the scales to still be the same no <laughs> no 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 that's not taking a break what we're saying taking a break means taking a maintenance break a controlled I, break e- a controlled break which means still mindfully eating or eating mindfully whichever word you want to use thinking about what you're eating concentrating on what you're eating but not trying to go under that calorie deficit Sorry, not trying to have a calorie deficit by going under maintenance. So eating around maintenance, a little bit over, a little bit under, a little bit on that number without massively um, concentrating on it, really. But mindfully, you know, like I have just said, I am still want to go out for a walk today. I missed going out for a walk yesterday. I'm not thinking, oh, well, I'm not on it at the minute. So I don't need to go for a walk. It's, it's a, a completely different mindset. But you have got to also be accepting of the fact that whilst you're in this mindset, the scales are very unlikely to go down. So you can't have it both ways. You can't have the maintenance break and still expect the scales to go down. So mentally, you have to adjust to that and prepare for that and accept that. And then you start again and you you um, start again. Is that the right word? You pick it back up again, whatever the words nice, are. Nice, yeah next week the day after two days later you know depending on who you are you might want a month of, of a break you might want one day you might want a week i know we've got some people in the program who've taken a month and said i just want a month now to see how it goes and yeah. then they're back they the back again the month later and said okay i'm okay now looked at the scales they're pretty much the same and i'm ready now for another burst and then for a few days you might be able to go the 500 600 700 under because you're ready again then ready and energized again to, to go for it again, in inverted commas, as, as I say. Um, but don't think then that you won't need another break later on at some point. And it all depends, again, like you've said, Connor, how big a goal you've got and how long you're in this game for. Yeah. And basically, you're in it for life. That's it. We all know that. But I mean, until you get to your um, weight loss target, that's, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. That, that could be three, four years for some people. It could be three or four months for other people. Yeah. But but either way, somewhere along the line, you've got it you've got to take your foot off the pedal, but not take it off the pedal altogether. I, I don't know how else to describe it. I don't know if I've described that very well at all. It feels if I've really waffled there.
0: I thought that was amazing and powerful. And I think there's so many good points. And I was so happy to hear you, hear you say so many of those things. Like I was happy to hear you say that you're going to take a break and you're not bothered. You're not pressuring yourself to drive the weight down as fast as possible because you've already done a lot of good work. You've already mm-hmm. changed your life several times in stages. And now we going further forward. Yes. Do we have to rush forward making your life hell now? No. Um, no. I'm happy. I'm happy to hear you say that from my perspective, because while you are a, a six step to slim coach, I'm still your coach yeah and still he- yeah and still helping you with the fat loss so then i'm i get the feeling from that that you understand that i'm not putting pressure on you either and i hope no. the six steps to slim members feel that that i'm only there to help them be healthier and happier and if at the minute it makes you happier to be keeping your calories around a maintenance level and taking a break from direct calorie control etc then good then i that makes me happy too i want i just whatever whatever makes you feel best that's what yeah. we'll do that's the game yeah. and the goal so i was really really happy to hear you say those things and i think there's a lot of factors to it to sort of creating that atmosphere and feeling for people part of it comes from like i said there's only two mandatory lessons on the program one is that you should drop your calorie intake or you need to you need to drop your calorie intake number two is that really you need to take breaks and then it's It's like lecture two on the program. Lesson two is basically, it's a diet fatigue lecture, essentially, isn't it? Talking Mm -hmm. about taking maintenance breaks, talking about why it's a good idea, either at times or at celebrations or at holidays or at weekends sometimes or periodic structured breaks, like you're saying for a week, two weeks, maybe even a Mm -hmm. month, like you're saying, why it is actually beneficial for this so I try and teach people this and instill it in them from day one that it's not even a good idea to try and have a flipping deficit every day because like you said eventually you'll crash and burn and people understand to be honest when when we talk about this people will be understanding now they'll be thinking that does make sense because they've experienced it before themselves they've tried every flipping diet under the sun you go three two one go you go screaming forward as fast as you can with willpower gusto and I will make a change uh-huh. and you will make a change for a bit but you'll stumble and fall and you'll land at the side of the road just puffing and panting and you'll be too tired to get up to continue or you'll think that was so awful that you don't even want to and you'd be right. <laughs> yeah. You'd be right. Yeah. So I think part of it is I also try and teach people to do that. I think another part of it is the members in the group like you on the podcast here with me like on the Zoom meetings as well. The, the other members who've been in the program longer when when this topic gets brought up which it often does um they also encourage people and tell other people and the other members stories about how taking breaks has helped them actually get further and go maybe even go further faster as well because like you've said if you take a, a week off not off good eating and healthy eating and mindfulness but a week off direct calorie control and all that so you're not stepping off it you're just stepping back from it slightly yeah. next week you might return with renewed vigor yes. with better, and yeah I, with and better i know energy. that i
1: will because i've done it before exactly. i know that it, it won't be a case of oh next week i'll just start again in that tone of voice, it'll be next week, I'll be ready to start again. You'll
0: yeah, be it, chomping it, at the bit it, to get the weight down. That's what you'll yeah, be doing. You'll be messaging yeah, me be. saying, right, I'm ready <laughs> to get some losses.
1: <laughs> I will be. I can't stand <laughs> seeing this same number on the scales any longer. Exactly. So you'll want I'm progress ready to, I'm because ready progress, to progress move feels forward. good
0: too. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. But as you said, on other programs and, you know, we can only talk about what we've experienced or what other people have told us and doesn't apply to everybody or every program. And, you know, we're not in this to knock any other program, but I have done most of them. So I can speak from experience, (laughs) but, you know, at other ones, I mean, I told you this story before and I will remember it all my life that one of the programs that will remain nameless. I was at the stage that I would say I'm at now where I was just a bit bit tired and a bit I just need to just stay the same for two or three weeks and I was happy with that and I told the person who was running the program that I was happy to stay the same for um, a little while and I got sort of this strange look as to but this is a dieting program what what do you mean you want to stay the same you know that's not really allowed you meant you're meant to be here to lose weight and you're paying me to help you to lose weight why -hmm. would you pay me if you decided to not lose weight so it was all sort of a bit contradictory saying that you, you were at part of a dieting, slimming program, but actually you'd chosen that for a few weeks you didn't want to. So I'd said this, and then this particular day I went and got on the scales, and this person said to me, you're just playing at this, aren't you? And I, oh God, I can't tell you how angry, no, upset, that's offensive. tearful, miserable. It was awful, absolutely. Oh, I felt small. I just felt like... How dare you? How dare you say that to me when A, I'm paying you money. B, I've told you what my intentions are. C, I am sticking to my intentions as in, I'm not here saying I want to stay the same and the weight's going up and up. I'm here and the weight's staying the same and that's exactly what I want. Mm. And actually, I wanted somebody to say, you did say, didn't you, that you wanted to stay the same? Oh, well done you. But no, they said, You're just playing at this, aren't you? And I can see the room that I was in now. I can see the person's face. It really scarred me, that. And I just walked out, and I never walked back. Now, who suffered from that? Me. I suffered because I left, didn't go back. And, of course, the weight did then clap back on again, and I was back to square one again. Of course, that person also left, lost a member out of their program, so financially and whatever else, metrics-wise, you know, they lost a number and lost some money. But it, it, was, it was so bad. And like you've just said on this podcast, and you've said it many times before, you don't tell anybody how much weight they need to lose. You don't tell anybody that they actually have to lose weight. If they no. say, well, <laughs> um, so you, you know, you don't. And like you've just said, if somebody says to you, I'll be happy next week doing X. You say, well, then I'll be happy for you doing X. However, of course, you know, if somebody says something that is, you know, is really, really going to be detrimental or that it won't, it won't achieve their goals that they've set, then, you know, you will obviously put them right by saying, you do realise that you said that you wanted to do this and that won't achieve that. Are you still happy by doing that? And if they say, yeah, 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 I know I said all that, but right now... I don't feel in the right frame of mind or the right place or whatever to do that. You would just say, then that's fine. That's fine. Let me know when you want some more encouragement to to move on and I'm here and I'll, you know, I'll I'll be there for you. And that is what I needed. I needed someone to say that to me to, you know, just let me know when you want another burst or you want to, you know, kick it all off again and, and we'll start again. But in the meantime, well done for staying the same. Well done for maintaining but it was more uh, you you just don't really get this program do you you're meant to you're meant to lose weight and you're saying that you don't want to and you just and you haven't therefore you you sort of you're playing a game and it was really bad that and that you know i can't i can't say anything about anybody other than my own experience and that truly happened to me it's not what somebody else has told me that happened and it was horrible it was really horrible that day
0: Well, you're a victim of shitty coaching there, unfortunately, aren't you? Yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah, the person not understanding what the point is. Because people really, if you have a good perspective on who you're helping and why, people don't really want to lose weight they want the weight gone that's not the same thing people don't want to lose the weight they don't want to do the weight loss thing they want the weight to not be there even yeah. you can get another level behind it than that it's not even that people don't want the weight to be there they they want to be happier or healthier or some blend of these two things 99% yeah. of the time if you really think about it it's that the weight is doing something that you perceive negative so you don't want that negative anymore so you're looking to either for some people it's health and for some people it's just happiness either Mm. physically or psychologically in different ways but it's some semblance of that so if pressuring someone to lose weight when they don't want to is that making them healthier or happier not necessarily most likely no isn't it Mm. so it's it's going against people's fundamental goals like the, the coach who said this to you or the consultant or group leader or whatever or whoever it was they're Not understanding that their job is to help people be healthier and happier, not to drive the weight down as fast as possible all the time, unless the person says that that is the goal. Like some people on our program do, don't they? They want Mm. the weight to come down really fast and we say, okay, good. Um... Some people want it to come down slower. We say, okay, good. You're right. I don't tell people how much weight they should lose or how fast they should be losing it, quote unquote, because these are not real things. It's how much weight do they want to lose? How fast do you want to lose it? All right. Then we start setting that up and making the changes to achieve what that person wants to achieve. Yeah. Don't we? And then like it helps people in the in the long term to just support them through the ups and downs of it rather than expecting it's going to be a straight linear line which is not really yeah. it helps people get through it so like like you said about your daughter she's taken um a little maintenance break she but before that we've both got to say the changes she's made have been unbelievable haven't they
1: Absolutely. absolutely. Absolutely
0: unbelievable. She, she is proud and she should be proud and everyone's proud. It's flipping amazing. All the healthy, fantastic changes in mind and in body that she's made and then now she's taken a little break to maintain that the work she's done, stop and smell the roses, have a little rest, take a little a chill, she's not even yeah. gained any weight back, so she's got absolutely fucking great maintenance habits built in right there, that's yeah. as good as it can be, and then you're exactly right she's now, just like everybody does she's recuperated, she's gone through the time of the weight being the same, she's, the diet fatigue will have lessened, her cravings will have gone down because she's eating a little bit more, hunger levels will have settled down, energy levels will have come back up, the renewed vigor an interest for doing the weight loss once again returns and then now she's messaged me and we're booking in a phone call just to chat through things but i didn't tell you i didn't tell you anything that you
1: didn't already
0: know then nope nope she's already sent me a message saying hey i've been maintained i already knew what was going on she stays in touch she checks in every day but she said um she sent me a message literally today before we jumped on this Mm. podcast saying Mm. hey um I'm just gonna. I'm gonna be going back on another push now after a period of just maintenance. Then, and I, yeah. I said, "All right, good. Let's book a phone call." And I've I've not replied to, it. um, actually booking the specific time yet. But it'll and, be in and the next that, couple of days. You
1: know, that is a, a a massive example, isn't it? I know. I know it's my daughter, but you know that's irrelevant, really. But that that's a massive example of what we're talking about, of uh, the subject of today and the the whole ethos of the program itself. That, you know, she she's hung on in there, if you want to call it that. She's still checked in every day. She's still kept in touch with you. You've supported her through the wanting to um stay the same or whatever words you want to use you know that and you know she's not been writing a lot each day like she normally does you know she normally puts i've done this and i've done that she's just put you know another maintenance day but i'm still here another maintenance day and i'm still here. into the check in yeah that's right yeah in in the check-ins and you could think not much going on there that but by choice by choice that's what she's done and what she's done now is thought hmm yeah i'm ready now I'm ready, and as you've said, renewed enthusiasm, energy, vigor. Some of the stuff that was going on in her life has just sorted itself out, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So she's ready now, and she'll come back, and she'll just start losing again now. And that's just such a prime example, isn't it?
0: Yep, you're exactly right. I teach people that in lecture two and some people listen and take it on board some people learn their own lessons the hard way that's just life Mm -hmm. Uh, but i say to every single person the fat loss is going to go in rounds it doesn't matter whether you like it or not it's like a boxing match like a boxing match is like 30 minutes or close long but they don't do 30 minutes from zero to 30 minutes it's not one 30 minute round is it it's 10 three minute rounds or some or something similar isn't it yeah. that's because if you yeah. tried to do that in one go without stopping by mm-hmm. minute nine both people would be on the floor laid down just sweating and can't breathe and just exhausted and not able to continue and that'll happen to you with the diet too if you just go screaming forward without stopping you will burn out early so i tell people it's going to go in rounds whether you like it or not because you should take breaks before you break because you yes. if if you if you don't flip in eat a little bit more sometimes and Not give in to your cravings, but actually eat some nice things and be a normal person and give yourself some pleasures in life and some happiness you know and just go steady with yourself a little yeah. bit. then you, you're going to end up just binging it anyway like everybody does all the time and even if you don't throughout the diet we all know those people who've lost five stone and then at the end of the diet they immediately gain the five stone back that's mm-hmm. because they've built up five stone of diet fatigue and then the first semblance of oh my god i can eat things again it just yep. goes wild because the floodgates just open and all the restriction from five stone comes which, flooding back through and overwhelms them
1: which is exactly what happened to me when I went on that Cambridge diet
0: it's normal you know, it's normal uh, the, yeah, because the that's, weight that's was an extreme dropping. restriction diet isn't it
1: yeah you know the weight was dropping off every single day every single day on the scales the scales went down and it was all self-perpetuating motivation if that's the right word you know the scales went down the day mm. after therefore you could manage on the 300 and mm. odd calories a day after because the scales <laughs> yeah. went down the day after etc 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 you're running Until on adrenaline to... and
0: motivation yeah
1: in our own life. No, absolutely yeah. <laughs> Running on adrenaline that ab- absolutely adrenaline and motivation yeah because every single night when you went to bed starving you yeah. knew that when you got on the scales the day after they would yeah. have gone down again yeah. but you were not eating even real food therefore anything that anybody else was eating that you could see you were just like, your eyes were on stokes and your tongue was hanging out. So I'd look and oh, God, I just, want, I just want what they're having. I just want a slice of bread. I just want a piece of cheese. I just want a bottle yeah. of chocolate. I just want anything yeah. that anybody's eating. And then what happens is, and, and what happened to me and will have happened to hundreds of other people, is eventually it just gets to the point where you think, I can't stand this any longer. Yep. And the, the, the whole floodgates open... And then literally, you cannot stop eating. You just can't stop because all this food is like a feast out in front of you because you haven't tasted any of it, any of it, for however long you've been on this diet. So you haven't tasted a slice of bread or you haven't tasted a piece of cheese or anything. And suddenly, you just can't get enough of any of it. And within, oh, my God, a blink of an eye, those five stone, six stone or whatever are back on and more besides
0: yeah, and then it's all been for nothing, really, hasn't it, at that point? All if, been for if, nothing. Yeah. All the stress, money, effort, time, restriction, hunger, pain, flipping, control, everything. If you just end up back where you started in the first place, it's or it's worse. not worked. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yes, unfortunately. Sometimes mm. yes, unfortunately. Um yeah. Can I can I bring it round to a bit of a summary then, do you think, in this yep, conversation? Definitely, with... yes. Yep, yeah, just a just couple of last bits of advice. So we've been talking about diet fatigue. Um, we've said it's caused by dieting. So then what, what gets you around this diet fatigue? Because we've been through a million examples of what it is and how it can get you. If dieting causes it, guess what fixes it? Not dieting. <laughs> it's, quite, <laughs> it's quite simple. Dieting causes it. What fixes it? Good question. Not dieting. Um, but it has to be controlled, not yes. dieting. Um, if you've got fat loss or weight management goals, because if you just start overeating or you go back to quote-unquote what you were doing before or normal, quote-unquote, um, then the weight's going to start coming back. So it needs to be a controlled break. We're not Don't just quit all of your mindfulness and all of your healthy eating habits that you've been trying to build. We're not stopping, we're slackening more like the goals mm. and the targets mm. and the effort. We're not stopping, but we're slowing maybe the efforts and the um actions that we're doing and how hard we're trying so we recommend for this knowing how fast your quote-unquote metabolism is or where your calorie maintenance level lies or what your bmr plus exercise is or however you want to term it and then on purpose sometimes taking a break like i said before you break before it explodes (laughs) and you just wake up covered in flipping biscuit wrappers (laughs) after, (laughs) after the flipping craving monster comes to get you hunger or cravings one of your two main enemies on your diet comes rearing its ugly head and comes and gets you they can bite you um you just take a break on purpose if you feel tired if you're feeling hungry if your cravings are going wild just take a break and we mean a controlled break we mean eating up to that maintenance or i liked when you called it metabolic rate as well that's a smart way of saying it eating up to or around or equal to your metabolic rate metabolism or maintenance on purpose, for how long? Good question. However long it takes is the answer. Science yeah. says three days plus is good. Like mm-hmm. one maintenance day is, only, is kind of proven in science to be only good psychologically. Like If you eat more on one day, that does get you a chance to get rid of some of your cravings because you might have a chocolate bar or a glass of wine or a beer or some crisps or something you like, uh-huh. you know. but it doesn't correct your hunger hormones. It takes three days of being around maintenance calorie level to start having significant opposite impacts in your hunger hormones and getting them to settle back down uh-huh. sort of thing. So one day or two days maintenance is good for your mind. Three days plus maintenance is good for your body and energy and hunger and hormone levels. Um, and then this not only builds your energy levels up and gets your motivation back and gets your cravings down and makes dieting easier going forward. It also prepares you for the end of the diet too, because people finish our six, Yeah, people finish our six steps to slim program having learned two ways of healthy eating or two eating patterns or you know whatever you want to call it. One is low calorie, yes, being under that maintenance level, creating a calorie deficit. Each member has learned a way that works for them to create a calorie deficit for when they want that weight loss to be done. But they should, by taking controlled and specific maintenance days and breaks, they should have learned another way of dieting, which is not a low calorie intake. It's a medium calorie intake. It's a maintenance calorie intake it's a maintenance way of eating and the more maintenance breaks you take on the program yes it will be slightly slower on the weight loss but your probability and chance of keeping the weight off at the end goes up and you'll have a nicer time because it won't be as difficult going throughout the plan Mm -hmm. so it's so it's not so it's not only about keeping your energy levels up and your willpower up and your hatred for dieting and my voice down it's also Mm -hmm. Is also about practicing and preparing yourself for the end of the diet, where you've not only learned to eat low calories in a new, different way again. You've had enough of those already. What we really need is also maintenance, mindfulness, medium habits for healthy eating too. So people learn that as well throughout the program.
1: Connor, can I just add something here?
0: Mm, Something that
1: I I wanted to raise and I've forgotten about it and I've just remembered now. And I, I think this is really powerful. Um, on one of the programs where um, I used to be a coach myself um, Mm -hmm. somebody once um, gave this analogy and you're like this because you like um, whatever you call them, analogies, is that the right word? Yes,
0: yeah, sure. Um,
1: What they said is that most people when they start a diet, put on one of those old-fashioned ladies' corsets that tie at the front. Can you imagine what I mean? I have the bones okay. in them and they've got cross ties that they pull, <laughs> yeah. pull, 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 pull and pull it really, really tight. As in, I'm on it now. I'm on a diet. I'm on a diet. I can't really breathe. I'm on a diet. I can't really breathe. You know, as in, I've restricted and restricted and restricted mm. myself so much. So I'm on this diet. And then, you know, they go, 500 under, 600 under, 700 under, the, 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 you know, the cords are still pulled tight, still pulled tight. You're still squashed in at the waist in this um, uh, corset that you're in. So you're in this dieting corset. And then, eventually, they can't stand it any longer, so they unfasten it all <laughs> and throw the, throw the corset off.
0: And go, what oh, my gosh, should, thank But thank what the they should Lord.
1: actually do... Is loosen the corset.
0: Ooh, loosen nice. the
1: corset. So you loosen it, Ooh. loosen the strings a bit, i.e., be at maintenance or give yourself a breather your... and break.
0: Yeah, from the tightness. Yeah. So you're yeah. at the maintenance
1: break or you're at your desired weight, you know, and you, you're back to, you know, your normal life, but at your desired weight. So you're still wearing the corset, as in you're still mindfully eating and making sure that the corset doesn't get too tight, making sure that it's not stopping you from breathing. But you've still got the corset on as opposed to throwing the corset away altogether and just ballooning out and getting bigger, bigger <laughs> and bigger and not knowing that you have because you've not got the corset on anymore. So words to that effect. It was all drawn beautifully and written much better than I have said it. But do you get the picture.
0: Aye, flipping do. Yes, like yeah. loose, loosen the cords of the corset rather than waiting until you go crazy and then streaking through the streets covered in chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Until you just go wild on the diet, that is not yep. going to help. Just, just loosen your belt though. It's going to just, just exactly. Take a so, so, so neither of them, <laughs>
1: neither of them are right. Having the corset pulled tight and fastened so that you can hardly breathe because all you'll start doing is can't stand it, can't stand it, can't stand it. Can't stand it need to be able to breathe. And then don't do the opposite, which is take off the effing corset and chuck it in the bin. <laughs> and just, you know. <laughs> so somewhere in between, just loosen the the cords on it. Loosen it a little bit, but you can still feel the corset there. So I, I think I like that. I like that. And I think about that often.
0: I don't think I've got a better... Um anything to hit you with after that I think that's a great I think that's a great summary to the conversation and a, a re- I've not heard that analogy so thank you a really lo- a really lovely little real life story yeah yeah, if you can and just think, can think of it, I always think end. of it
1: as being uh, in Gone with the Wind, and, and when Scarlett O'Hara had one of these corsets, <laughs> when the big black maid behind her was pulling these strings and pulling the string <laughs> at the back to, to pinch in her waist a little bit more. So I always think of it as that, as you know, breathing in and pulling it in, and I'm going to be that's me, the and coach, isn't it, six, tying six...
0: people into the back yeah. of
1: it. and these people saying i've just i've done another 600 under i've done another 700 under can't don't know how much longer i can stand it and then suddenly thinking oh just chuck the corset away and then no don't do that just loosen the strings a bit
0: (laughs) yeah just give yourself a break and breather that's the that's the summary of today's show isn't it super important and powerful topic thank you so much lynn
1: thank you connor i enjoyed that thank you
0: yeah, it's been lovely to speak to you once again. Thank you for people listening as well. Give us a subscribe or if you're on a platform, if you want to hear more from us, give us a subscribe, <laughs> a subscribe yeah. I should say. Um, if you're on a platform where you can rate us, please do. Like some people listen on iTunes and we've actually got a few five-star ratings on iTunes. Oh, wow. And, um, I know, people being nice on there. Some, some <laughs> platforms that people listen on you can't review, but some you can. But give us a subscribe if you want more information, education, motivation on health, happiness, fat loss, fitness and food. We have been Slum Society as always. I've been Connor Rhodes, your friendly neighbourhood nutritionist, talking to Lynn Robertson, the powerful. Thank you so much, Lynn.
1: Thank you. Bye All for right. now. speak to, Going speak to walk walk see now. you again
0: soon. Yes, me too. See you soon, yeah. Lynn. Bye, bye, bye. Bye.